NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Boys. Yeah. Hey, the boys are here. They're nervous. They're calm. <laughs> Boysies. Get rare up. Why is this happening to me? Me. We're not getting Maccas and you can blame my son. <laughs> Get a few today, did you? It's great to contractually be obliged to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Is anyone going to listen to this or what? No, I actually don't know what, what happens in third grade. <laughs> you either get nude and get in the shower or we're throwing all your quick gear in, bro. Jonas, no chance I'm going to bowl you. <laughs> 19th century Pax Britannica. And so, once more, we perhaps finally... Head into the void. Test cricket is the only thing that matters right now. And perhaps for the final time, test cricket is the only thing that matters. Australia claimed the World Test Championship before India absolutely meltdown online, in press conferences, in the comments, and on the field. Travis Head scores another blistering hundred. Steve Smith continues his insane record at the Oval, and Scott Boland, the barrel continues to stake a claim to have a statue at every single oval. The Ashes starts in two days. Moeen is in for England. Is Hazelwood in for Australia? Ali Martin from The Guardian joins us from Birmingham to preview the first test, but not before we listen to your visceral minutes. Deep-seated, often worrisome feelings from those who these Ashes are for. Men and women of the Commonwealth vying for the last ever dying embers of a format. A winner takes all, last goal wins series that means everything and also nothing. Because these ashes, Pezza, the most anticipated thing since Shubman Gill's mid-game tweets, are all about what it makes us feel. Hope, despair, trauma, skeletons, demons, the Melbourne demons, half and half scarves, sandpaper, ha ha, Jerusalem being sung, bins being kicked, bets being placed, broken fucking arms being had, honesty being elite, series being void, bring the boys home, five nil, fuck off. This episode is brought to you by Budgie Smuggler. Mm-hmm. BudgieSmuggler.com.au for all your swimwear needs heading into your El Nino northern summer. High likelihood of an El Nino summer. My name is Ian Higgins, Sam Perry. How has the past few days made you feel mm-hmm. in a time where test cricket is the only thing that matters? Oh, thanks, he goes. That was good. Um, yeah, look, what else can I say but chair through window stuff? <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah. throw a chair through oh, a window. I'm sorry. Day five when Colin nicked off, there was chairs going through <laughs> windows, <laughs> scaring the neighbours and neighbourhood cats. That's yeah. a Broadway production down the street from me. <laughs> the production of Cats uh, had a short delay. 
<laughs> no, it felt good. It's been a good. It's been a good twenty-four to forty-eight hours uh, in between the safety of Australian silverware once more. Mm-hmm. It's very easy how we slip back into silverware in Australia. It's mm. been a little while. I know we won the 2021 uh, T20 World Cup. So yeah. It felt a bit kind of like an aberration. Sure. Uh, but one, it feels very normal, yeah. you know, just to get to, to get ha- lay hands on silverware yeah. again. It's footy but season. Australia won something, have they? Yeah, so, okay. And especially in, in contrast <laughs> to India, who just are desperate for silverware. Too desperate, desperate if you yes. will. I don't know. You will. Chris Silverware. Uh, Exactly, silverware to prison. <laughs> now, um, we're going to settle down here. In between that, mm-hmm. into the Bluey episode with Rusty, uh, which was... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. You're, you're in bits over Mate, it. You're in bits. Not just, not just me. A lot not, of people on Patreon have been as well. Not just me. In pieces. Uh, I don't think it's an exaggeration. Like, I don't think there's a certain, you know... You know, there's obviously dichotomy between, you know, like like parents and non-parents and parents kind of carrying on a bit too much. And there's a lot of parental carrying on on the internet, believe me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the great genres of carry-on, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't think it's a, um, an exaggeration to say that it's, it's a piece of art and the, the emotions are unbelievable. Yeah. And, and the, the chords that it strikes and the shapes that Rusty makes batting, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's near on perfection, you mm-hmm. know. Mm. Uh, some great. It's a great moment in Australian television. It sounds like a masterpiece. It is. It's only like, from like Andy Warhol or, or perhaps the guy that carried data from Sex and the City, the Russian guy. It's <laughs> 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 something the, he could have done. It's the big three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Russian guy that carried data from Sex and the City. Yeah? I yeah. mean, she, to, she was going out to dinner late, and they went to like the. It was. A, it was a. Was he a ballet? Oh, uh, it was in ballet, nah, wasn't he? Say, wasn't he famous in ballet or was he a musician? No, nah, I thought he no? was doing with lights. Something to do with lights. Lights, was he an artist? Oh, yeah. maybe there was ballet involved at one stage. Perhaps. Perhaps. Anyway, uh, in between, yeah, WTC, Silverware Safety, mm-hmm. the Bluey episode, mm-hmm. and now uh, the, I mean, having listened to the Visceral Minutes as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're the, the, ex- the explosion and the, the full, like, the melting pot of egos oh, that yeah. this Ashes is going to pro- like uniquely provide. Yes. Uh, given yes. given all the context leading into it, it's a yeah. it's a good time. It's chairs through window stuff. It's chess. sensational. It's self reflection. It's prostate. Uh, it's prostate. It's yeah. milking. It's yeah. tables. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's glory holes. <laughs> It, there's, there's, there's. It's, it's very visceral. These ashes. It's uniquely yeah. visceral. I, like I, I know we're going to get into. Uh, we've got, got a couple of announcements or whatever, and then, um, and we're going to do World Test Championship, and and that's also emotional. Um, not for not one, enough for people comparing time. these ashes to glory holes. You know, I've seen a lot of matchup stuff. You yeah. know, Michael Vaughan wrote in his piece for Telegraph about yeah. uh, Mowing could be a matchup bowler. Right. Uh, yeah, but what about the glory holes? Yeah. You know. Indeed. Uh, so. Yeah, that, that's that's how I'm feeling. I'm I'm excited. We're off in 48 hours to the UK ourselves. We'll be Indeed. absolutely waltzing in there. Mm. I mean, for me, literally on the morning of day one, should yes. the flight be on time? From a glory yeah, hole. Yeah, not from a glory <laughs> hole. <clears throat> uh, from a train. Uh, from Heathrow, <laughs> Birmingham. Good train oh, okay, catch. back so on the train. Be okay. good. I should be feeling good. That's a different train. Yeah, so um, it's it's all it's all there. It's great, and want to bring that. Uh, to bring a lot of that emotion on this cast. Indeed, indeed. Uh, so we will be talking about the Ashes a little bit later after we talk about the throwdowns that India gave Australia mm. uh, in that little warm-up game there. But um, should we talk about the guest announcements? Yeah. Uh, for, uh, so so we've f- completed the guests. Yeah. Guests are completed, right? A lot of people have uh, noted that uh, the first round of guests was um, 
was Glenn Maxwell in Birmingham, night one. Ian Bell, night two in Birmingham. That's on the 19th. And there's still some tickets available for that. There's still tickets available for that one. TJC X Belly. Yes. Uh, and then we move to Manchester, where we're speaking to Phil Salt of Delhi Capitals and Lancashire fame. Phil Salt received his first 100 uh, for Lancashire in first-class cricket. So Lancashire's own, uh, contractually speaking anyway, he's Welsh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> not far. I guess so. Uh, we, move, we move to Leeds, where we speak to Steve Harmison. Harmy. Then we go to, and there's some tickets available for that as well. Yes, you want to come see some right. leads? Talking to Harmy, uh, and then it's Alexandra Palace, home to the Darts, and also home to TGC X Ricky Ponting on the 25th in London. Uh, there may be a handful I'm, of tickets I'm, left. I'm thinking for that one. There's there's handfuls. Handfuls. Left. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Handfuls. Uh, handfuls. And then for the 26th and 27th, these are both at Union Chapel. We can announce on the 26th in London at Union Chapel, we will be joined on stage by Graham Swan. Ladies and gentlemen, Swanee. Oh, yeah. Who is a friend of the show, been yeah. on the show, will be joining us on stage. Yep. Uh, and on the 27th, headlining night, closing night, none other than the Ashes 05 winning captain, Michael Vaughan. I tell you what, Pez, in terms of names that you've, you've managed to land, you've managed to land Maxwell, Bell, mm. Salt, Harmison, Ponting, mm. Swan Vaughan. Mm. It's there are some names there. Ashes winners deluxe, and it's also the full gamut of the change happening in cricket as well, mm-hmm. uh, which is how I get Phil Salt involved in this. And uh, yeah, sure. And then obviously, you know, Maxi spans all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, 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 once again, you know, yeah, sorry. sorry, apologies, sorry for the value being delivered. One of my favourite things is um, that like a lot of these shows have sold out beforehand. Then people don't like the guests yeah, on certain yeah. nights. Like, well, what about how come? Yeah, oh, well, you, mate, you've done us in Manchester, <laughs> so, but it was sold out. You already so bought it. You didn't you even. You didn't even know there was a guest. <laughs> That's right. Didn't even know. We didn't even announce there were guests. Okay, so we're looking at there's a handful of tickets left for yeah. Ali Pally on the 25th. That's yeah. Sunday night with Ricky Ponting. Yeah. There are some tickets available for Leeds, with which is on the um, Saturday night in yeah. Saturday night Leeds. Steve Harmison's tickets available yeah. for that, and also uh, it'll be Monday night, the day four of the first 19th. Test match, the 19th. Uh, in Birmingham, there at the Glee Club with Ian Bell. With Birmingham, those, those are the only tickets available. And also, uh, for those listening in Australia, uh, more specifically Melbourne, we're seeing yeah. you guys uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, before we fly out the next day. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Um, pretty exciting. Just going to sort of uh, you know temper my expectations. Who's there. their guest there? Uh, we haven't announced that yet. Have we? I, no, I don't think we should. We, well, did, we didn't do it for Sydney either. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweet. You can fucking find out. <laughs> it's Bradman. <laughs> <laughs> gore, it's a gory show. We finally managed to get Daphne Benno. <laughs> we finally managed to get Daphne. That's right, the white whale. That is going to be good. Standing room only for that one. So I reckon if you want to see it, get there early. Mm. Um, uh, and and uh, and just a quick plug here for Patreon. So mm. obviously all of our patrons get have, kicking off. have had uh, all of the audio for our World Test Championship final dailies, and also throughout the entirety of the Ashes after the, after every day's play, you'll get the exclusive audio for um, our review of the day's play. For the Ashes, have I worded that correctly? I hope so. It's patreon.com forward slash Cricketer, And also every single week you get hashtag RCDC Fridays. Because of our scheduling issues this week, we released that episode for Fridays, hashtag RCDC Mondays, mm. to which people replied, what the fuck is this? My whole week's been thrown out. My body clock's in absolute pieces. Mm. Uh, so if you want to join that kind of aggressive community, please join us at patreon.com forward slash Cricketer. It is aggressive. It is going to be one of the all-time great Ashes series, or it could be completely forgettable. But please do join Join us in that community and thanks for supporting TGC. All right. The World Test Championship final. There's nothing else to get into beforehand, Pez. Uh, Australia defeated India by 209 runs. Australia hit 469 in the first innings after being sent in by India. 
Head hit 163. Oh. Smith 121. Oh, Carey hit 48. Warner hit 43. Oh. And Siraj took four for 108. Then mm. India in reply to Australia's 469 hit 296. Thanks to Rahane's 89. Shuttle to Koi hit 51. And Jadeja hit 48. Cummins took three for 83. Uh, then Australia hits eight for 270 declared thanks to Alex Carey, 66 red. Stark hit 41 and Manus hit 41 as well. They set India 444 to win, which would have been a world record. And it was almost on for a second, but India were all out for 234. Kohli was top score 49, Rahane 46, Rohit 43, and Lyon took four for 41. Um, that is the completion of... Uh, that's a completion of cricket uh, for th- for three of the guys. Uh, no, in fact, four of them: Cummins, Smith, Stark, and Warner. Have all won th- all three formats of cricket. Obviously, Hazelwood, who played in the World Cup final of 2015 in Australia, and also opened the bowling in the 2021 T20 World Cup. He's obviously played many games in in this uh, in this cycle. He didn't play, but I suppose between that, there's five of them who have all who've won all three formats of cricket. Um, but uh, that's a, it was a great achievement for Australia. And you know what? It had nothing to do with conditions. It had nothing to do with anything else. Australia were the best team from absolute start to finish. Trouncing. It's a trouncing. Uh, and, you know, this isn't funny, but I'm proud of the team. <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, wow. Wow. Pezza really what laying your cards out there. Omission. Pezza likes cricket. Okay, let us know in the comments how that makes you Woo. feel. Uh, proud of the national cricket team. Proud of their... Performance. Do they win hard enough, Bez? Proud of their conduct. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whisper it quietly, an improved side in the latest leadership regime. Apologies. I think the statistics back it up. Mm -hmm. All the people that you want to be in the top 10 wicket takers and run scorers are there. Uh, They're giving us everything, everything we want. Is it enough? No, I'll need the ashes now. That'll dissipate in days. Yeah, absolutely. if, if, If England have one or two good days, WTC, what is it? What the fuck is it? It's a dildo. Um, wasn't Travis Head sensational oh, on that yeah. day one? Another counter-attacking hundred. Uh, Andrew McGlashan had a tweet. We spoke about this uh, after the um, uh, in one of the reviews that we did uh, after the day one. But um, it was like it's four or five scores that he's had in like counter-attacking moments. So he scored like a uh, at the Gabba for the Ashes in mm. twenty. What well, must have been twenty twenty one? Um, he, he, they, he came in at like four for shit. Yeah. Uh, quick hundred. There was another one that series as well. He got ninety two off ninety six, I think, at Hobart. Yeah. Uh, when there was another hundred in there, and then this one um, would have helped. If he's I had coming. In, he's coming in at three for shit and scoring bulk runs at pace. Yes, that's right. And this was and it this looks was no good. exception. That wicket on day one, I thought it had plenty of life in it. Cummins said he would have bowled as well. Rohit obviously won a toss and did bowl. Um, I thought uh, we'll talk about India later, but they were they were very poor. I thought on the first day, but uh, that aside, Travis had one sixty three. He obviously gets uh, player of the match. Um, absolutely sensational six hundreds now for the guy. He averages forty seven now in Test cricket. Uh, I think he hit thirty or something in the in the second innings as well. Um, but um, but he he's going to get bumped out. So um, you know, yeah, you, no, you okay, he's got to shorten him up. What about so, what about weaknesses? Yeah, now? a lot of fucking like I said this. For in the dailies, and a lot of fucking Troy Cooley's online now. He's going, hey, you just got to bump him. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've just made it all the way to the Australian team, mm. scoring six hundreds. He's one of the best batters in the world. No one's tried him upstairs. Mm-hmm. We could just try him upstairs. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to England. They yeah. will come with. They will come with bulk plans. Yes. It's going to be like Michael Vaughan 05 stuff. We're going to see some shit that you know, like players standing in places that 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 set us off. Yeah, kind of physically and emotionally. Yes, yes, yes I think yes. there's going to be a lot of that. Yeah. But I, I also think that. Simply, you know, checking upstairs mm-hmm. on a bloke is a bit easier said than done. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah. all the best <laughs> yeah. in your 59 metre boundaries. Um, Steve Smith hit 121 in absolute control. Uh, Travis said was a little streakier than what Steve Smith's innings was. He was just in complete yeah. control from start to finish. It was pure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He seems to have his, um, his, his set up is, yeah. is, is back to how it was beforehand. He's obviously spent some time playing for Sussex in this before this game as well, before this practice match. Um, but it was, uh, it was pure Steve Smith once again, complete control. And the game... Australia hitting four sixty nine in the first innings. That yeah. was that was where Australia won the game Fuck without question. Are good. It's just good numbers and fucking good here. numbers. Smith is Smith. They talk about hands and stuff like that. Like I, I prefer to think of Smith as lines and angles. He looks. He's got his positions. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, like he, he he plays cricket like the Matrix. You know, like it's uh, there's bullets flying. He's just slowly going. Yeah, no, that's that's just where I go for here and there and. I'm contorting myself into positions to work you to this place and that place. I'm mm-hmm. solving. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, the, the, the savant is in. Yeah, you know, I'm good time. for it. Big time. Uh, and then Scott Boland, who uh, he finishes with five for the game. Nathan Lyon also finished with five. But Scott Boland in, on day five, he just absolutely cracked the game open because at the end of the day four, India were 164 for three, I think. So they were they, they needed 280 runs in the last day. Mm, seven. Coley and Rahane were in, both in the 40s. And then Scott Boland... He starts. He starts the day with Cummins at, at, at the other end, and uh, and he gets the wicket of Coley and then Jadeja in the same over, and then basically from there it was pretty. It wasn't necessarily completely done, but it was going to be very very difficult to chase the the last two hundred and eighty runs in the last day, and, and um, it's just it's fucking amazing. I've got some stats here. Boland, he's played eight tests so far. He's got thirty three test wickets to his name, including twenty two second in his wickets. And he's taking those second innings wickets at 8.18. His overall average um, since, since his test career size is 14.5 second, uh, five seven. So his second winnings at eight, second innings wickets at eight, an overall average of 14. Fucking incredible. Um, and just the way he set up Coley and, and a tremendous catch at second slip by Steve Smith, but then gets a Jadeja two balls later with an absolute oh, seed. Mm. Fuck, it's good. Mm. Fuck, it's good. Um, anything for bowling? The barrel? Uh, I'm enjoying the superlatives, generally speaking. Yeah. You know? And like, I'll, I'll come the, 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 just, just numbers. Just, I'm, I'm, went, I've, got through, I've got some more stats here for the Australian team throughout this World Test Championship cycle that they've now won, but fuck, it's good. The names and the numbers are very satisfying. Oh, and it's like the thing I'm liking about Boland is that um, – I'll come to this in a second, but like – Against the backdrop of all the change happening in cricket, like I know we we overuse the word safety, but like it's mm-hmm. it's it's what we understand, like and what we grew up with. It's like it's just it's just off bail and some smarts around hanging the odd one out there and a, and a wobble seam one that comes back in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not even a conventional outswinger mm-hmm. that much. It's just hit the seam, see what it does, come back. I'm like, I understand that. I grew up with that. That's meat and three veg, but at a high quality. Yep. You know, we're not, it's, it, it's not, it's not millionaire endorsements, contracts, mm. you know, it's not glitz, glamour. It's not, you know, tough to say Indian places, which reflects, reflects my own ignorance. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just barrel. It's humble. It's 34. It's growing up on an MCG feather bed. It's hitting areas. It's just mm. areas and patience and diligence and it's reaping rewards. And it's kind of like, I'm just kissing teeth and nodding and going, okay, oh, look, you know, my life is actually understandable in this in this way. A lot, a lot of change happening around inflation, yep. cost of living, of course, yeah. uh, energy cri- prices, crypto. Yep. You know, there's a lot of words knocking around that are frightening mm. for me. Yeah. But, but, but so 
you know, you can set your watch to barrel. Yeah. You can, it, it, you know, it's like sitting down and just watching the gam, you know, six hours. I'll just set my watch to it. I'm yeah. good to go. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm meditating. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate it, you know. The reason I the reason I'm uh, I, I want to suck off the Australian team to start with because I feel like so much of the story has been about like um, India's excuses. And I want to, I want to keep going with this because Alex Carey has probably had his best game for Australia in this game. He hit forty eight and sixty six not out. He took six catches. He was tremendous behind the, behind the sticks. Obviously, people know that it's hard for wicket keepers in some places because the ball swings afterwards. But he was he was neat. He was clean. Actually, Caris mm. Barrett had a very good game as well. To be mm. fair, um, but he was his uh, sixty six in the second inning. Sixty six. Mm was also very important because Australia found themselves in a position where they were, I don't have the scores in front of me, but it could look like that they might have set India a chase of sort of uh, 360, 370. Yeah, a bit more reachable. A bit more reachable. You could break, you could break that down. Definitely. You know what I mean? Oh, you just get knock off this much in this yeah. session. Once it gets to 450, uh, that's like, okay, this is going to be one of the greatest things of all time. Mm. Um, so his his contribution, he hit a 100-round partnership with Stark at the end there who hit 41, um, but he was, uh, he, he was really good. He was really good. And then Nathan Lyon, Nathan Lyon takes five wickets for the match as well. So he had four for 41 in the final innings, um, which also I think goes to show that uh, in, in terms of the – like this this deck had something in it for everyone. It was it was seeming round pretty much all game. It was spin. English cricket conditions are the best conditions uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, by far. Yeah. By far. A bit of talk about like, you know, the changing where the final is and stuff like that as well. Mm, I've, I've seen a bit of that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It, didn't, it just struck England, me that the best team won. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So uh, just just in turn, just to cap off Australia's performance here. Uh, Suck it off a bit. Of the last 20 tests Australia have played now, they've only lost three games. Obviously, two of those were in India. I think the other one must have been in Sri Lanka, right? Mm. Uh, those are the only three games they've lost in 20 test matches. Obviously, England's got a fantastic record just to compare uh, just to compare those two sides because obviously England have won statistically won more games, but um, Australia don't lose a lot of games. Uh, during that time, they've averaged 36 with the bat, 26 with the balls. So that's a difference of 10, if you will. I don't know that you will. That's the greatest that's difference between that's the greatest difference between bat and ball. The next best was India with a difference of four. New Zealand were the only other team which had a difference of like plus. Um, yeah. Uh, so most first innings runs. I'll give you some averages here. Kawaja averaged 78 yeah. in the first innings. Smith averaged 66 in the first innings. Head averaged 59. Manus 52. The next best of first innings runs was Root with 47. Uh, Nathan Lyon topped the wickets during the World Test Championship cycle with 88. The next best was Rabada with 67. Then Ashwin 61 and Jimmy Anderson 57. Uh, and then I've already read a bowl and stats before with um, him taking 33 poles and eight tests, averaging eight in the second innings. Um, now, as I said before, the reason uh, the reason I wanted to celebrate the Australian team because they were absolutely fantastic in this game, um, and India were were dreadful, really. I mean, they they were they were undercooked. They they won the toss on a green swimming deck, and they were poor on day one, and they've lost the game of, of in, in the first day. They also didn't select Ashwin. Huge mistake, an enormous mistake. Obviously, Nathan Lyon took five for the game, four in the in the fourth innings. Um, but I've I've rarely heard more excuses for a defeat of two hundred nine runs than the absolute rubbish that I've heard coming out of that camp in the past day. IPL's too long. Should be a three test series. Why is it in June? Why is it in England? Cameron Green's a cheat. You know, Sean McGill's Instagram post. I mean, they've had a they've had an awful awful week, and it's been absolute meltdown. Uh, by the way, Shubman Gill's post is still on Twitter. He's been fined 15%, 15% of his match fee. Obviously, the Indian team got docked 100% of their match fees for slow over rate. Australia got docked 80% for the same crime. But um, I've just heard a lot of excuses for a team that were just, they were second best in that test match. Yeah, man. I, I uh, Rohit's quote, Rohit's quote about a post-match 
Which, and a lot of those points were kind of reasonable in and of themselves, but the timing of them very much uh, had 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 the waft of um, a complaint mm. after losing. Why that? Why after the IPL final? Said Rohit. Why cannot it be March? June is not the only month we should play the final. It can be played any time of year in anywhere in the world, not just in England. It can be played anywhere in the world. And I really liked Cummins's reply. Cummins sat down at the press conference. He's just won the World Test Championship as, as captain. Got a question from the Indian journalist. He's holding a lollipop. Yep. He's got the mace wherever he wants to put that mace. And, uh, and, the, and the question from the Indian journalist is, well, Rohit's just said this. What do you think? And Cummins just says, it's fine. No qualms, that sport. And I just, I keep thinking about those words, that sport, Mm -hmm. that is sport, because that's what I liked about this match. He goes, like, we've been lucky enough to cover some, like, wall-to-wall Indian cricket for the last five months, and it it genuinely is a privilege to be able to do it. There's so much outstanding, mind-blowing cricket happening mm-hmm. in India uh, that they play. That's true. And uh, and it's it genuinely is a privilege to be able to uh, cover it, have an audience, uh, you know, add something to it for those who subscribe to it and, um, and learn you know, about what's happening uh, both on the field and off the field in Indian cricket. And, sure. and, and, like, given the way the axis of the world is – tilting towards Asia and India, and I mean not just cricket, like geopolitically, right. uh, you get, you know, as we cover these things, you get so stimulated by the, the social and cultural and economic changes happening in that country and you get to learn about it. I mean, you and I just guys that played threes, you yeah. know, at some very dilapidated <laughs> grounds. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a hell yeah. of a ride for us and, again, a, a, a privilege. But, like, and you can actually get to the point, you and I, where we can start sounding like, Asian evangelists, you know, like communicating these developments to the Australian and English like club cricket faithful. Um, but like it wasn't, you know, it, it was hard for me not to interpret Australia's win in this game in that context. Like for all of India's soft and hard power, uh, for the money and the glitz and the IPL and the hand on the till and and us all bowing down to the interests of franchise owners and the BCCI, like none of it mattered a jot against Scott Boland's humble six to eight metre lengths, Mm. you know, like, Mm. uh, and we still actually saw the arc of that power assert itself, like Rohit whinging to the umpires, complaining after the game, reasonable points, unreasonable time to make them after a loss. Shubman Gill casually unleashing trolls mm. uh, on Cameron Green. Would have received death threats, no doubt yeah. about it. Um, still hasn't taken that post down. We've been pilloried online, doesn't matter. Um, it is the full gamut of sour grapes yeah. uh, and that phenomenon that we've come across in reverse, I believe it's called crying more. Um, <laughs> After getting months and months of, uh, of 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 comments from people saying cry more, mm. I've never seen a group of uh, a, a collection, not all of them, just mm. a collection crying more and mm. more and cry more. Cry me a more. Uh, <laughs> and so quite actually, ironic. I thought that was something satisfying about the win because I thought Cummins saying that's sport yeah. was apt, more for what it actually excludes. Because mm. uh, like underneath the accumulated economic power, of India is still the truth. It's like changing clubs, mm-hmm. you know. The new environment doesn't remove the the core truth that you can't escape, mm-hmm. which is you've got to tough it out against Barrel and set good plans and execute against Travis Head. Yeah, I don't care who owns a cement company. 
<laughs> it's a rock and a stick. Yeah. You know, yeah. and Australia turned up right. to the game. Yeah. And India, I think Gideon Hague used this line, India was, it'll be all right on the night. And it wasn't. Yeah. It was test cricket kind of levelled it. Yeah. Um, but if you are Indian and you've made it this far into uh, and mm. haven't unsubscribed yet, mm-hmm. it's okay, you know, because the weight of the power will eventually result in unprecedented success. The damn war will break and there will be wave after wave of ICC trophies coming your way. Probably all played at um, Debat. <laughs> um, and that is if international cricket is allowed to exist then. Uh, yeah. And I just want to say one thing for Australia. Credits because he hasn't sought it and he doesn't seem to take a curtain call to Andrew McDonald, uh, who, you know, is just completely invisible through all of this. But uh, mm-hmm. there's the Australian team um, managing to kill off a team in scenarios where they haven't really done it before, mm-hmm. playing their best cricket. And I just think shout out to uh, to Ronnie Mack. Um, I didn't even mention in the performances, but um, I don't know if you want to go down this, this, this route again, but Cameron Green takes two fucking amazing catches a mm. gully game changing catches. the first one off Rahane when Rahane was on 89 didn't mm-hmm. he got 89 um absolute screamer to his right sort of a a, a slashing cut shot or a back foot mm. punch one of the two um mm. and he just plucks it like yeah. a walnut yeah the big right duke said oh, dos oh, great call great call and then the uh, and then obviously the the one that turned out to be controversial uh of Shubman Gill um, who, who Scott Boland gets out in both innings, uh, low down to his left. Uh, obviously, there are two ways to, you can go about that catch. You can um, be interested in what the laws are and the interpretation from the umpires, or you can just yell out, cheat, 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 mm. uh, and the absolute rubbish and bile, and then just get into some, like, some racism stuff as well. If, that, if that's your kind of gear, all the best to you in the rest of your life. But, um, but fuck, I mean, Australia weren't perfect in the game, you know. I mean, you, you very rarely were perfect in the game, but uh, but Pat Cummins took two wickets from no balls. Cameron Green haven't dropped a catch earlier on Absolute mm. Dolly uh, before he takes a screamer uh, off Rahane. But uh, but overall, there is no like conditions chat. Australia were just the better team. They mm. were just the better team from start to finish. There mm. is there is no other story of that, and that's why oh, I uh, say best of three. Yeah, I mean, like you know, even that you know is is not a bad idea. Like mm. I'm, I'm not against that. It's just like why are you talking about that now? now like are you yeah. saying you saying that if you win it? Like mm. of course you're not. Mm. Uh, all right, um, but let's get into. Uh, do you want to talk about? Um, do you want to talk about the Ashes now? Well, as a nice lead into it, like I want, I want to ask you, what was the um, – I did note, by the way, it, it went unremarked upon, but uh, it was a good little Insta story from uh, the bin lead from Travis Head. He was just uh, – I think he was putting his own rig shot up. It was David Boone. It was David Boone and it just said trap, trap underneath. So it was just a little nod to uh, his, his mate Shubman there. Yeah, but um, yeah. And it just got me thinking, looking at a couple of, you know, posts going around Instagram and stuff, like there were mm. – the, the, there will be his flying around for Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the, you know, like like just from a um, spiritual perspective, you know, what's what were the right number of beers to have there? Because mm. on the one hand, you've you've got a body that requires optimal uh, mm. kind of pres- optimal presentation on Friday for four, day one at four day, yeah, five day turnaround, yeah. And uh, there's, a, there's plenty of mid thirty year olds in the Australian side, That's right. but, you know. So then those yeah. those days are really yeah. important. <laughs> That's um, true. But on the other hand, you know, you, you need if you're going to win the World Test Championship, you got to enjoy some beers. Or, or you know, I don't know, yeah. Usman doesn't. But like, yeah. um, 
you've got to get into the spirit of the celebration, I suppose, is what I'm saying. I don't think you can overestimate the value of a dressing room beer in your whites without shoes on. Yeah, with, that's what with, I mean. With, 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 that, with grass stains. That worth? Your grass stains on your whites and you're yeah. having a bottled beer Yes, or a tin, if yeah. that's your preference. And sometimes you're throwing the liquid of that beer on your friends. And Yeah, you can't. People, and people, your wife. <laughs> I just saw it. There's a lot of sellers. They just get into it. It just seems yeah. like it'd be a great time, you know. Like, I think one of the best beers in your entire life is after you've had a day in the dirt. Oh, a cricket beer. Uh, a cricket beer. Yeah, the, yeah. the first one. Yeah, is just one of the absolute yeah. all-time greats. Now, um, look, I, I played in some very good teams. Pairs. We made. It, we, we made. It, we made a qualifying final once in fourth yeah, grade. I know, uh, I know. We, we, we didn't get to bat. No, they, you're they, very good they, team. They, they they batted for two days. We didn't get a stick. But um, <laughs> but that was that was a good. We finished sixth that year. <laughs> Um, very good team. Very, very good yeah. team. It was you guys a very have got team. your reunion coming up, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's 14 years yeah. this year. It's yeah. a big one. Yeah. It's a big one. Yeah, Mac is coming and, yeah, uh, yeah Robbo. Yeah. Um, if he can get out. Yeah, if he can, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah if he, if the he hospital. Can. <laughs> Let him out. Yeah, I thought you were talking about jail. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's, that is, that's, one of the, that's one of the greatest things you can have with cricket, like, you know. Standing on the field yeah. without shoes on, mm. having beers in your whites and the cap that you wear—that's mm. it's that, a delicate balance. That's it's yeah. That's B- because they had too many beers after Old Trafford in twenty nineteen. They did have too many beers. Yes, uh, yes. They had bulk beers retaining that urn. Yeah, I think some uh, of them. I think Mitch Marsh is still drunk. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'd just be curious to how many, you know like what what sort of night it was. You know how mm. how how it wrapped. What up do you think they didn't? Let, didn't they left the ground? I don't think I don't think they were at clubbing. I saw footage of them singing the uh, the, the, the team song, um, uh, yes. and it was daylight. But th- they often go a couple times, so uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who, who knows? Mm. Who knows? Inter- I just thought that was interesting, and I think that leads us nicely yeah. into the ashes. So, um, uh, Pez, you put out the call during the week or yeah. in the last couple of days uh, with a picture of Blobby. Uh, <laughs> asking for people's visceral reactions to how they're feeling heading into the first test well, match can I of say these why? ashes. Can I say why? Because Tell them why. Because, because all of our media outlets now are going fucking wall to wall on the ashes. Mm-hmm. You know, like cricket's it, back on now. You, yeah, and it's like, and every every journo uh, who's worth their salt is lining up their piece and video oh. pieces. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit! All the journos having a cock off. It's like the fapping yeah. all over well, again. Well, in England, Brendan McCullum <laughs> says if you want in, line up. <laughs> whip out your penis and we're going to have a big old cock off. <laughs> Every journalist lining up their piece. Video pieces as well. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and I just figured like there's going to be a lot of analysis around selection and strategy, tactics, yeah, yeah, conditions yeah. and stuff. And like, what can, what can TGC bring to that? Yeah. You got it, yeah, more visceral. I yeah. want themes. Yeah. I, I want, deeper, sub, I want subplots. And yeah. I thought, well, what better way than to just give – the, the microphone over to the people, mm-hmm. you know, like how 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 are the the sort of the the rootsy club cricket faithful yeah. feeling yes. ahead of the ashes, especially given it's the last real one mm-hmm. before you need permission from the San Francisco Unicorns, etc., mm-hmm. to play. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm getting I'm I'm about to throw a chair through a window. So why we we've, we've lined up quite a few that came through overnight. Uh, shall we Shall we just get into it? Yep. Ooh. Beat India at the Oval, did we? Oh, you think that matters? It doesn't. It means nothing. It means fuck all. You want a giant dildo that doesn't even fucking vibrate. You're getting fastballed. Oh, Scott Boland, he's so good. He bowls line length, mate. He bowls line length. 
Shut up. <laughs> Shut up about Cam Green's fucking wingspan at gully. Claiming catches that hit the fucking floor. Same old Aussies. Always cheating. Oh, Scott Boland. Sound like an owl. All right. So I work in the game, so I'm going to change my fucking voice. You cunts aren't ready for what's fucking coming. They're going to fucking smash you. It's going to be fucking carnage. I still think you'll win fucking 3-1. <laughs> In the game. <laughs> I, I have noticed a lot of these have come in from uh, from guys like whispering under a, under yeah. a duvet. Yeah. Um, yeah, before taking another Zoom call at the office. All right, next one. Look at the fucking state of you all. You bunch of oat milk sipping soy boy wankers celebrating your WTC. Well, let me tell you what's going to happen. There's a storm fucking brewing, and Basball is going to fuck you so hard that Cummins is going to feel like he's getting pegged with the WTC mate. <laughs> you smell that, boys. That's right. It smells like five New England. Five New England. Fuck off. Uh-huh. Boys! Um, my visceral feelings are related to the image of Travis Head after scoring his century against England at the Gabba. Um, oh, it just makes me sick. The veins <laughs> popping out of his stupid fucking face and his moustache looking like melting shit across his face. <laughs> it's just horrible. I hate it so much. Cheers, boys. <laughs> Good. Well, 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 you've won your little warm-up game against India. Well, how about you going to the real cricket? Stuart Broad, round the wicket, Dave Warner, off stump, out the ground, Baz's balls down your throat. <laughs> Just when you start to do something good, you have oh, to go it? and fucking ruin it with a wet, cuck like Banter King's catchphrase. Oh, look at us. Our coach's name, Brendan. <laughs> His nickname is Baz. So we're going to call the way we play cricket Baz Ball. Shut the fuck up. Angers me so much. Just fucking ruin it when it's good. I'm going to sleep tonight. (laughs) (laughs) This is a lot more about me. Um, Uh, And we just had and we just had one more come in. Boys, come. A little bit of a slag. I became a total slag. Indeed, something to think about well, there. Interesting. That's uh, <laughs> someone who that's a, a T twenty uh, mercenary. <laughs> so full spectrum. Full yeah, spectrum and I think there. we're like, yeah, I think we're landing on some themes now. Mm. Here goes. We're picking up on some themes. Like uh, this is the most. Truly, this is the most. Un- we'll talk to Ali in, uh, in a little bit with, I suppose, a little bit more serious analysis, but. It is the most unpredictable series in a long time. Yep. Uh, there's far less historical basis from which to draw trends and conclusions because of the way England's going to play cricket. They're not playing traditional test cricket. Uh, it's. I just think it's beautifully set up like because, because it's footy season here and because we <clears throat> uh, trounced England last time, mm-hmm. the Australian public at large, like 
will rightly assume like a position of the most side-mouthed, squinty-eyed scepticism um, about this entire style of play. You know, Aussies are like, oh, you've managed to evolve and transcend 140 years of long-form cricket. Yeah. Like a format that has accrued so many unimpeachable truths as to become sacred to our culture. This this, this is what McCullum and Stokes are, are saying that they're able to do. Mm-hmm. You know, important things, foundational things. Play straight. Get your eye in. Keep it on the ground. Value your wicket. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, England exported cricket as a vehicle for civility and life lessons. You know, and now McCullum and Stokes want a referendum on these principles that are actually foundational to our culture, especially in Australia. So Australians are sceptical. You know, the, the world champions are mm. rightly sceptical about this. Mm. Um, and it feels good because this is like one last, one last little window of pure test cricket before the unicorns come calling on AstroTurf. Yep. Getting paid in the one colour yep. uh, over this. Like, th- this this is one last time, he goes, with, like, full lick of the tism. Mm. We can all hide under our little bed sheets and play our silly little games together. <laughs> you yeah. know, mum and dad coming in, what's that you're playing? I made this game up. <laughs> Test cricket. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, yeah. the, the, to me, this Ashes series is nothing less than a referendum on what the truth of cricket is. That's how, like, arrogant this McCullum and Stokes proposal is about how they're playing. I think that both teams are playing for something absolutely insane, and that is the ashes. (laughs) (laughs) That is burnt pieces of wood from 1880 fucking whatever. That some women gave to another man as a joke. That's right, as a joke, and they end up getting married, so it was fucking... Yeah, look into it. <laughs> it works. It works. Here's what Australia's playing for. Legacy. Becoming the greatest team of all time. Yep. For a bit. Yep. England. England is what they're playing for. If they win this series and they win, let's say they win 4-1. Mm-hmm. 5-0. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. 3-1. They're, they're on the precipice of becoming the greatest cricket team that Test Cricket has mm. ever seen. Yep. They've already won... 11 out of 13. Mm. So at the end of this is going to be 18 play. Let's say they've won 16 out of 18 games. Mm. Only like the greatest teams of mm. in the history of test cricket have ever achieved that those sort of numbers. Now, how can a team that's opening the batting with Zach Crawley, Ben Duckett and Ollie Pope at three and no spinner be on the precipice of that? It's already amazing. Mm. But like that's what they're looking at, I feel like. And, and I... I think it's going to be absolute chaos if they get in front. Now, just um, obviously Australia has a chance to even ret- uh, retain the urn. They've, they've got to win one of the first two games. It's very obvious in a five-test series. If you go 2-0 down against a side that's won uh, 11 out of 13, it's going to be very hard to get yourself back into it. Though Australia, you know, has good players. But the first two test matches are so important. Australia's got a very good record at Lords. Um and England's got an extremely good record at Edgebaston. Obviously, four years ago, they 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 didn't win that game. But um, and I think New Zealand beat them afterwards in a warm up series or some 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 other shit. But um, but uh, but that's what that's what these teams are looking. At. Australia's looking at like 
the the complete uh, like rounding out of the great Australian side. This great, this it's the last time these guys are going to go to England. You know, Australians are playing for is is woke cricket successful as well? Because mm. you know the the fucking knives will be out deluxe if Cummins and McDonald loses. They've just won the World Test Championship. Believe me, that'd be for guys are waiting. Yeah. I haven't felt I heard. No, I'm not going to go into it. But um. Mm-hmm. Like they they need to win these Ashes, otherwise it'll be they'll, they'll be out. It'll be like it'll be you know the Argus review into the Longstaff report into mm. the the new one will be the Damien Martin review. Well, you think as well, Pez, that in four years' time, if the Test cricket still exists, then that Australia will go to England. And it'll be very, very hard for that Australian team to win in England because yeah. it's really hard to win away. So this is Australia's last chance, I think, to win in England for, I would say, at least eight years. <laughs> Except for they obviously have a 50-50 chance of winning next time because it's a two-horse race. And we'll, we'll wind ourselves up to think we can win next time. Of course. But, you know, this is this is now the, the last great achievement. Obviously, winning a series in India is also a, a great pinnacle for Australian cricket teams to do. Now, like, it just so happens that it is, it somehow is even harder to win there than what it is in England. Because Australia wins games in England, right? We give them a game. We, we always give them a game. You know, we give India a game as well. Mm. India very, very good at home. Um, and as, for as long as Ashwin and Jadeja are playing, it's near, and Naxar mm. Patel, it's near fucking and impossible. <laughs> That's right. But for this Australian team to, to go and win in England, after just winning the World Test Championship, fuck, they are going to have... It, we're looking at uh, street parades. We're looking at street parades, I think, in Australia. Uh, uh, I've got a question for you, he goes. For the, for the Big Bash launch, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, is this English, like this England, New England style of cricket, chest? Like, like on the surface, it looks like chest, I'm going to go at six and over, and we're just going fucking all out for ten poles. I don't care about not to be confused with tent poles if you're camping, but uh, yeah. you know we're going all out for ten wickets. Mm-hmm. Don't care about field positions. It's going to be three slips, four slips, take catches, rock and roll. On the surface, that looks like chest, but it's too happy for chest. Like they're too, they've got they're doing the bucket hat thing and they've all got shades on and you're rocking up 20 minutes for the game and like it's all a bit self-actualized you know to be chest like to be sort of alpha like i'm asking i'm asking is it something evolved from alpha and chest like is it sigma you know like is australia gonna be able to deal with this kind of um because this is what this is where i'm coming out with this is like england are bringing a, a like a like a mental and emotional positioning that we've never seen before mm. that they're, they're like they're not like because it's stokes and mccullum with these like these hardened uh like maverick style characters mm. that have brought everyone with them like they're not attuned to like english feebleness and failure yep. they, they, they're not impacted by it they come out and just go hard they're at all costs and all times 11 winners yeah and like mm. england have just been england have been like yes i've got the fucking daddy that i wanted yeah they're not sure of it like the English public at large, and yeah. why would you be? You yeah. know, but like, but is it is that is that chest? Like, are we are we are we looking? Are we staring down the barrel of getting out Alfred? Because I'm thinking like when when Stokes, you know, boshes guys down the ground, or Ollie Pope walks first ball at like Scott Boland or yep. whatever. Yep. Uh, it's not so much of a like a a chest beating um, result. Like they they seem to be happy and actualized, and 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 I don't trust it. I I, yeah, yeah. I deeply respect it, and I think they're going to have a lot of success, yeah. probably. But 
I'm more sort of I'm squinting my eyes and I'm Steve Wall. Like I'm squinting my eyes to the point where I'm yes. developing wrinkles around the eyes yes. while squinting. You going need like, Botox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and and like can't and then surgery to open my eyes yeah. up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like. I need to wear some sunglasses I'm, or something. I'm creating so many crow's feet that yeah, I, oh, exactly. I'm worried. I'm I need some anti-aging cream all, immediately. All Austra- Australia's <laughs> going to be a, a collective fucking pandemic of crow's feet. Look at me. I'm squinting so hard. What? Ah, we got a crow's feet <laughs> epidemic in Australia at Basball. I think to use another uh, part of the body. I think that it's less chest and more invisible lat syndrome. Oh, and by what? that I mean, uh, okay. now, invisible. I'm, I'm lat- listening. Inv- <laughs> Please tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Now, invisible lat syndrome pairs is when you see a guy who's just he's got his elbows and he's oh, yeah. carrying watermelons. Yes, carrying watermelons. Got a couple of briefcases around the yeah. side, and he's just got his chest out. But yeah. it just it strikes me that yeah. like all it takes uh, is one loss to Australia yeah. specifically. So your 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 Wizard of Oz theory. It's just it's like a, there's nothing underneath there. Well, I, just, I wonder. Crack it open. Now, I, of course, it's perception. privately respect everything they've done. Oh, 60 yeah. wickets in Pakistan. Fucking yeah. record run chases. It's real. It's real. But in my heart of hearts, I'm Steve Wall with crow's feet. Well, you have to be. And I'm thinking. You? What are we going to. It's our boys. Yeah. Your crow's. Yeah. You're you know not what I mean? A, yeah. Because I just think it'll, it could all just fold. Like just the, the public pressure, the weight of public pressure. I hear all the things. Mm. We don't care. We're just going to keep mm. doing it. That's what sets this up. The, it's the ashes. Yeah. It's the ashes. That's you can't lose the so ashes. Well, though. Like, are we, are we going to be like, uh, you know, sports psych, um, deep trend uh, people who are like, well, actually, England's played really well. It's a, it's a demonstrable, uh, uh, objectively successful mm. form of the game. Yes. Australia doesn't have a great record in chasing games. They like to be in front themselves, but England will be on the front foot. And if you weigh it up uh, objectively... And England's at home, then mm. Australia's going to have a lot of problems. Like That's it's right. really incumbent upon us to yes. get very crow's feet on it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because we're the, and, and surely that's what England wants as well. Like we're, we're world test champions, yeah. and we're watching the footy, and we abide by truths of cricket mm. around worshiping at the altar of the off bail, starting your innings with circumspection. Mm. You know, uh, like okay, take down the spinner, letting no, balls no go, letting balls no, go, knowing where your off stump is, knowing where the off bail is, mm. lose one wicket, don't lose two. These are like unimpeachable truths of the game. Mm. Stokes and McCullum are walking in and going, no more. We are revolutionising it. You know, these are guys that we fucking pumped yeah. 18 months ago. The, the worst team I've seen come to yeah. Australia in my lifetime. You know, I'm turning this on, uh, second screening while the Ds are playing. Of course. And, and, <laughs> so I'm expecting yeah. I'm expecting English English sort of round failure out the corner of my eye yeah. while I see if, you know, uh, Paddy Cripps can get another touch, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and we, just, and we disposals for Cripper. And yet, and yet, has oh, balls real. It's real. Well, of course. No, well, there's, there's the but truth. But I can't say that. There's, the, a- there's the truth, yeah. and then there's what we feel. Yeah. Which is, I mean, this is what we're talking about. This is what the ashes is. It's what we feel. I just, uh, like, uh, I'm. It, this is unpredictable. It's very, very uncertain. Anyone who's telling you what they think is going to happen, like, they, they don't know, really. Like, oh, well, uh, I've got a few ideas. Oh, me too. But uh, <laughs> in, in the, you know, like, we're uncertain, so I run to Daddy. Yeah, you know, yeah. I run to Steve War. Yeah. I run to Crow's Feet. I run to Paradise. These cunts can't do this. Come on. They can't do it again. What? Ah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Steve War in the media. Yeah. You know, in, uh, where's the plan B? You know, this is the thing, he goes. This is the thing. Like, Australia couldn't be better prepared to counter this because they are uh, – 
disappointingly from an entertainment perspective, a far more ego-free team mm-hmm. than they have ever been in the history of, the, of their existence. Yes. Right? Uh, and, like, wouldn't this have been even more electric if JL was in charge? Definitely. With, with, Definitely. with Messrs. Ponting and War sitting in the change rooms. Big like, time. Like, Australia calling on all of its ego yes. to, to, to take this on. Yes. Uh, it would have been... It would have been carnage one yep. way or the other. Like, and this is the thing with this Ashes, but but instead it's it's McDonald and Cummins will be sitting there, kind of um, scientifically trying to break down uh, the, especially McDonald, like like mm. break, breaking down this English style of play and mm. figuring out actual cricket solutions to it instead of like, you know, let's just go upstairs at them yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. you just can't do that to us. Can you we, can't do that to us. How many barking dogs can we get on the field? Exactly. Like yeah. like, like answer with more bark. <laughs> That would have been good, but instead it's going to be like calmness and cricket solutions, and mm. like, and that probably is working in Australia's stead. But you know, I, just, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but at the same time, I'm still, I'm still like getting right behind a, a spell of bowling from a Josh Hazelwood, the yeah. elite bush horse, and I'm still picking up a chair and throwing it through my window. Yeah, that's you know? right. After after he nicks off, whatever. Yeah, it's, you know, it's I'm, I, so I still weird. feel that. They just talk so much England about like yeah, but if he just wins a couple of individual moments with their with their individual skill and stuff, it's going to outplay all the. Blah, blah, blah. I would so say like, as a as an English or cricket fan, I don't want to speak for English fans, but like, but th- this this is the best series that you get every four years because yeah. obviously, like when it's, when they when England come out here, it's just dog shit. I mean, yeah. they, they barely win a game. Yeah, but um, absolute dog shit. Uh, but like, it's always a contest, always a contest in England, and then this style. I mean, this series the most hyped probably since. Maybe 09, but pr- mm. probably 05 um, in England. Like, it's just because no one knows what it's going to be, but it's going to be fucking something. And mm. we're going to feel – it's it's either going to be elevation of England somehow being the greatest cricket team yeah. of all time yeah. or Australia – uh, achieving this right, this actualization of everything they've uh, they've 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 tried for, for mm. since Cummins has come in, and maybe even before then, maybe yeah. before sandpaper. They finally, it's almost like a completion of sandpaper. Yes. you know what I mean. Yeah, or or even like we've been chasing the dragon on great Australian teams since two thousand and two. Mm. Really, oh, since, and like, I reckon since the America's Cup. True, true. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but so so like we've been hanging out for that feeling again of having the best side. Yeah. And they're going to need to win the Ashes to, yeah. to get that. You have to win away. You have to yeah. win. Yeah. So England could revolutionise the game to the point where every country will commission reports that result in everyone playing fucking basball. Yes. And it's going to um, be one of the greatest things to ever happen in the game. It'll be open top bus parades. The red top journalists will be fucking piecing themselves off deluxe. Yeah. Uh, the Our old guard will be tearing strips off Cummins and McDonald. It's going to be absolute chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Australia wins, then hopefully the UK journos turn on their own team as well because that's always funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and we will. it will be – like what stands – what's available to Australia because of the, the sheer um, gall of England to try and like usurp these truths of cricket, we, ha- we stand on the precipice not only of being a great team but of the greatest side mouth we have – been able to like execute mm, mm. probably since Marbo, you know, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably since Marbo, <laughs> you know, like the, the, the crease of the mouth is up at the, the my left ear, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah, yeah. and down to my right shoulder, yeah, like you can't, you know, the thing you've got to understand you know, about understand cricket is, is yeah. I know you guys invented yeah. it, you taught yeah. it to us, now we're going to yeah. teach you how it's actually Look, played. We've seen you beat a couple of international yeah. twos. You know the smugness on offer. That's I guess that's what we're, we're trying. To, we're sort of having a business meeting here, but the smugness mm. on offer is, f- to my mind, is unparalleled yep. in my cricket watching yep. history. Yep. Uh, 
Uh, and and it's the last series. Like the way Brendan McCollum's playing cricket mm. and Ben Stokes is almost uh, reflective of the direction of the game. Anyway, it's, yeah. it's very intelligent how they're actually marrying it all up. It's genius. But there's something final about it. It's, it's, like, al- it's already successful. It's almost ending Test cricket. It's so good. It's ending what we understood Test cricket to be. So Australia's trying to literally hang on to the game that we know and love. Mm. And to achieve the ultimate side mouth with crow's feet. Mm. But what more in grade cricket could you ask for? <laughs> I'm just thinking, because there's still some tickets available for the Birmingham show on on, on night on the at the end of the day four of the yeah. first test match. Game will definitely still be going. And uh and if England are somehow like miles in front, I reckon that's gonna be sold out. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. After, after right. The, Birmingham's gonna roll in deluxe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> a lot of tickets up a resale if Australia have a few good days. Yeah. All of a sudden walk on stage. Yeah, fair enough as well. Well, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I'll tell you what, mate. Uh, uh, it was... Loins. Uh, you got loins going. There's loins. Serious loins, mate. Yeah. Uh, after watching, after like just seeing the hue of the light and the oval yeah, is just soft. such a great ground. But like watching the first couple of days of the World Test Championship final, I was like, fuck, cricket in England, is just, it is so good. It's so yeah. good. It's just a... It's a Battle between bat and ball consistently. Yep. Everyone's always in the game. Runs are valuable. Wickets come in clusters. Yep. It's exciting. Weather, and people start saying stuff like look up, not down, you yeah. know, about yeah. areas. You yeah. just chuck it out there, hope it works. <laughs> oh, in this place, you got to look up, not down. It's very, yeah. Always comes from over there. Yeah. <laughs> the beers, that is, because the bar's <laughs> yeah, over there. Right. <laughs> I'm not even at the ground. <laughs> I'm right. at a pub. Yeah, why in the bathroom? <laughs> I'm in a pub in Shepherd's Bush <laughs> doing keys. <laughs> Speaking of keys, that, that guy who said I work in the game, you don't know what's coming. I really hope that was Rob Key. Just <laughs> <laughs> play that one. That was this one, wasn't it? Uh, no, I think it was. Uh, it was that one. Look at the. F- no, no. So I work in the game. Yeah, I'm going to change go. my fucking voice. That's Rob, That's Rob Key. Key. Yeah, it's- <laughs> you guns aren't ready for what's fucking coming. They're gonna fucking smash you. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking carnage. <laughs> I, st- I still think you'll win fucking free one. <laughs> uh, it's actually Travis Head uh, yeah. putting on an accent. Yeah. After 90 beers in the, uh, mm. the oval sheds. Uh, yeah, I don't know, yeah. man. It's, um, That's a preview. It's, it's, uh, it's extremely exciting. Yeah. It's extremely exciting. I don't exciting. know what's going to happen. I really don't. Um, but also, but we, but we, oh, but, um, as soon as it starts. Well. I want to win every session. Every session, yeah. yeah. I really, I, I if have... England, if England hit a boundary in the entire rushes, I'm <laughs> no. absolutely livid. <laughs> if I get one of our batters out, yeah. fuck this. Yeah. Footy's back on. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, I, I like, I'm looking forward to and also frightened for the, like, those moments where, like, England will get seriously on top in an unprecedented way. Like, as in... It's going to happen, someone, yeah. Someone, they'll, like, they'll have a good day. Bowlers are going to be taken down. Yep. Uh, and, and they should never play again and, for oh, our country. And, yeah. and the country will have a you collective conniption. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And then like three wickets will fall mm. in, in two overs and then we're back in. Like it, it's it's going to be um, it's it, it's going to be an emotionally draining. I, I, can't, think. I cannot fucking wait yeah. to get there, man. I can't wait yeah, to get over in a couple of, day, couple of days' time. But just for cricket dev. to be on in, in a couple of devs' time. <laughs> 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 when he won the 83 World Cup is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Google wants a couple developers. Um, so, you know, if that preview's got you feeling anything, come yeah. along to one of the shows that are available uh, for the tickets left. And uh, mm. we're, we're, we're so excited to see you guys uh, for the first time since uh, 2019. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so in the meantime, we should speak to uh, Ali Martin from The Guardian. 
um, uh, uh, who's, who's given us a, a proper preview of what's happening specifically about Mo and Ali. So here he is. He's and it is brought to you by our dear friend Shane Watson. Oh he yes, his book winning the inner battle. I I see. I I actually think that like you know Watto's mentality. Mm. If, if like that he has unearthed um, post his test career uh, w- was able to be applied to his test career, fuck that would have been something else. Yeah, he says that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, speaking out of school there. He could have had a record as good as Ben Stokes. <laughs> <laughs> Winning the inner battle, you can get it at shanewatson.au. If you need to get over some yips. Not only on the cricket field, but in life. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, winning the end of battle by Shane Watson. Go direct, shanewatson.au. Don't even get the .com involved. Just shanewatson.au. It is a great Clean. tome. Clean. And uh, they, they are the words of somebody who basically actualized themselves uh, too late for his test career and for, you know, the Australian public's wants and needs. All they got from him was, um, you know, four test hundreds, an average of 36, 33 with the ball and a really good first slip fielder <laughs> and a captain and a, a really good white ball player as well. That's all we got. Yeah. Uh, but, so, so it was unders for Watto. Won the IPL a couple of times, World Cup winner. Yeah. That's right. One and more. Yeah. Uh, um, but what it, could he have been? Yeah, what could Shane Watson have been, exactly? And he answers, <laughs> that, and he answers that question with winning the end of battle. You can get it at shanewatson.au. Here is Ali Martin. Great to have this man back just ahead of the real UK summer. It's cricket correspondent for The Guardian, Ali Martin. Ali, I'm going to start with a supposition. Um, It's bucket hats, it's tattoos, it's shades, it's chewing gum, it's turning up 20 minutes before play, it's bombing blokes and blasting them out for 10 poles, it's record chases, it's brash and brazen, Stuart Broad's a comic genius, it's going to save test cricket, it's basball, can it be stopped? Uh, well, if, if there's a team that is equipped to stop it, it's probably this Australia team. Um, but I've got to say, I'm, I'm even looking, even hearing that you guys are coming over, what, morning of the test match? You land morning of the test match? I mean, that is very basketball. So you're right in, you're, you're right in the mood already. <laughs> um, Ali, I just, I always want to know what, what scares people. Um, is, it, is it clowns? Um, is it the fear of Scott Boland? Uh, is, does, does anything about the Australian cricket team scare you? Uh, oh, blimey. God, where's this going? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what. I'll t- I tell you what, Scott Boland, that does, you know, even even watching him back in the flesh, you know, I was obviously lucky enough to be one of the few that was over there uh, for the Away Ashes, Ashes series and when when they built that statue of the MCG on the day. And, um, and yeah, I was getting a few, a few flashbacks there. Um, but no, I mean, look, I think what we're going to get is a lot of a lot of fun here because this is, I don't think it could be set up better, to be honest. You've got the world champions, you know, rocking up. They're now the world test champions. You know, you've got three guys in there, Smith, Warner and Stark, I think, are now triple world champions, all three formats. You know, this, this is a, a pretty much a generational, you know, great team that Australia have got. Um, but they're looking to secure their legacy up against a team which has absolutely transformed how it's been playing its cricket over the last sort of 14, 16 months. Uh, and, ma- and a huge amount of that goes down to, to leadership, Stokes and McCullum, and the way that they have just breathed fresh light into what is essentially the same set of players that got absolutely marmalized in Australia 18 months ago. So, I mean, I don't think it could be set up better, to be honest. Ellie, um, just reading a headline from your own um, paper, The Guardian, 
Uh, England risk Ashes defeat without Basball Plan B, warns Steve War. Um, <laughs> what what uh, what are your what are your fears about Basball? You know, I, I find the confluence of like the general English mentality, if that's not too crass a stereotype, with what McCullum and Stokes bring quite humorous and interesting, and it must be awesome. Uh, to to mm. be led by two guys who are just rock and rolling everybody and with genuine results. Um, but do you have fears about Basball? Can it be unlocked? Um, or are you not allowed to say what your fears are because that means you'd never get invited to the Basball way of life? Uh, you know, what, what's, the, what's the bare case for Basball? Um, well, I'm, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know if I'm, we're never invited fully in, but um, we're just... <laughs> we're just... We're just innocent bystanders. We're just we're just watching from the outside and watching the caper. To be honest, do you know what? I mean, it is it is pretty uh, infectious. And I, I mean, I think I put in one of my pieces the other week. You can you can practically see guys kind of queuing up for a real top up of the the Baz energy um, around training and stuff. He doesn't do any. There's no technical coaching. You don't see him working there on someone's back lift or kind of you know suggesting they just you know sort of maybe want to just slightly adjust their guard and whatever. There's none of that. It's just absolute um, weapons grade positivity and. And, and interestingly, t- chatting to people around the group, you know, they, they they genuinely say, and they are as perplexed by it as I am, that they've never heard the bloke say a, a negative word. Like this is, I mean, how do, how do you live your life like that? I mean, I, you know, it's sort of, I don't know whether to be envious. Mate. I mean, in some ways we enjoy having a bit of a moan, some of, you know, the English, and maybe that is kind of where there's a kind of slightly, a bit of a bit of a culture clash in terms of what he's come into. I've got to say though, the idea the idea of a kind of plan B for Basball is kind of missing the point because if you have a plan B, inherent in that is the fact that you think plan A is not going to work. These guys think plan A is going to work, and they are going to do it for all five tests, even if they go one nil down, two nil down, three nil down. You know that is that's what we're staring at here. There isn't going to be a, a diversion from the path now, not not after what's got them here. I reckon this might be the the first series since 2005, we had, which has a similar hype. Obviously, in that series, England was sort of coming up through the ranks and they, they just won big series and then they went on to win in South Africa as well after that. But um, but uh, but part of that is like the extremity of of Basball. And that seems to be included in the selection of Moeen Ali, who's sort of come back into the side after what it's a couple of years, I think it has been since he's last played first-class cricket or red ball cricket. And it's just like taking this thing to the fucking extreme. And uh, I've seen a lot of people upset that Moeen Ali is is back in the side. And I suppose I saw your piece, Ali, that it does seem to indicate a lack of spin depth. Sure. But I just think that like the, the leadership has just brought everyone up like 30, 40, 50% to what they were performing at before, except for perhaps Joe Root. But it strikes me, Ali, that, that Moen Ali has, is, a, is like one of the most talented cricketers that England cricket might've produced in the last little bit of generation, him being back in, is again pushing the idea of basketball to the extreme, and I and I have f- slight fears, though I would never admit it, except how I just said it, that he's going to come in at eight, and he's just another guy that can score at like 130, 140. Like, the, is is that how you see it, or do you think like, yeah, but he also is going to go for heaps of runs? Uh, well, I mean, it's funny because I, th- I think the last two selection issues they've had, which is obviously the return of Johnny Bairstow and their kind of logjam that 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 came from that, and with Harry Brook having made such an incredible start to the to his test career, they they went for the aggressive option there, and the same with Moeen in that, you know, he is a player who's he, he's not. I heard a bit of chat about holding up an end. You know, is he going to be able to hold up an end? I was like, sorry, has no one been watching this team for the last twelve months? They don't care about holding up an end. It is 
Penwick is ASAFP, and and that that is the default. And in that respect, he does kind of fit the bill, you know, because he he's a guy that without he doesn't probably doesn't have the control, but he is able to produce magic deliveries. Now, again, you're probably looking at, you know, I, I imagine as listeners, particularly in Australia, thinking, I can't believe this bloke's back. You know, he's got averages 25 with the bat and 65 with the ball against against Australia. It doesn't make any sense. But you're right about this setup in that they are able to kind of I don't know. I'm going to go into Stuart Broad areas and start talking about avoiding past uh, past defeats. <laughs> they, they have got this incredible knack of being able to wipe people's memories and really send them out feeling like a million dollars. In the case of Moen, it's a huge ask. He's, you know, two years without a first class match. He, he's been playing in the blast up until uh, Friday night, I think. So, you know, he's probably only just got his mitts on a on a red ball in the last couple of days. I'm going to take a walk down to the ground later and see if he's. Uh, sending a few down at the Coles ground but the, I you know so it is a huge ask but the track record so far under under Stokes and McCullum is you're right they're getting 20 30 percent out of people and it's actually reflected in the debutants that have come in we've seen some in, incredible debut performances from guys that's meant it's meant to be the most mer- nervous day of your life right you're meant to walk out there kind of you know obviously you're excited and etc but you know that in your entire family and friends are all lasered in on this on this performance you know, we've had, uh, well, we saw Josh Tunger take five wickets against Ireland. We've seen Ray and Arme take seven wickets, including five in on debut and Ralph Pindy. We've seen uh, Harry Brooks' incredible start to his test career. We saw Jamie Overton come in at uh, 55 for six on debut and hit 97 uh, at Headingley to put 360 on the board. So, yeah, I mean, it, it fits with them. Uh, th- there is a school of thought, actually, that Moen that Mo is actually a negative selection in that you go with Ray and Ahmed. If you're this super positive ultra attacking team but I think I think uh I think they've gone the right way because I think you know Moen is not a mug his record against Australia is not great but 200 uh you know first class games uh he's approaching 200 test wickets in fact he's, he's probably going to become unless he has a stinker he's probably going to become just the 15th all rounder to 3,000 test runs and 200 test wickets so you know I think I think it's set up there I think if, if they can unlock Moen and, and as you say because he's an all-rounder, he only needs one aspect of his game to be firing to have a positive effect. If they can unlock that, then uh, then yeah, they are arguably stronger than when they were with Jack Leach. Can you tell us a little bit more about Moeen Ali? Because uh, and also your name is Ali, uh, but um, <laughs> you're a uh, you're a resident of Birmingham. Before that analysis piece on would, whether Moeen would work, you also put together a, a brilliant long read, uh, which I encourage people to go and read. You sat down with his dad, Munir. I, I'm not sure how to say his name, uh, who it obviously is really well known around Birmingham. So th- there's a certain romance uh, to, to Moeen potentially playing at Edge Baston, uh, given that his family grew up in the area. He grew up in the area. There's a cricket academy started by Munir. Uh, everybody knows the alleys. Uh you mentioned in that piece, I just wanted to strike at something maybe a little bit more um, kind of newsworthy, that there was like a flurry of WhatsApp messages trying to get in touch with Moeen uh, when uh, Leach went down and that it lasted for a couple of days. Uh, you were talking about mm-hmm. it in terms of, you know, the fact that they don't have backup. But um, but d- can you shed any light on what those WhatsApps were like? I mean, so many of us think about playing test cricket and you know and what that process is like and it sounds like it's just pinging a couple of whatsapps and you know stokes <laughs> is hoping that those those gray ticks turn to blue yeah yeah followed by a couple of like thumbs up emojis and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, well, I well, going back to that piece, I mean, that was a complete coincidence. Essentially, uh, yeah, I've been I've lived in Birmingham for about seven years, and Moen has been playing for Worcestershire for the last sixteen years. He, he came through the academy of Warwickshire, but uh, he hit a point in his career where he felt he had to move on to get his opportunities. Quite disappointed in the sort of lack of investment at the time in, in himself. He just made his first class debut for the club, and then was told you're about five years off from being a first team regular, which is you know. Uh, pretty harsh to hear, but so I, I kind of I was kind of drawn by the romance simply of him re-signing for Warwickshire. As I say in that piece, if you move around cricket circles and just general circles, to be honest, in South Birmingham, people know him like he is a, like a bona fide kind of local hero. Uh, and it doesn't matter, you know, if you chat cricket with anyone, they've pretty much played it with or against or will claim to be related to uh moe and ali and it's, it's quite an incredible thing and it's you're right there is a there's a lovely narrative there that's that's coming through in the process of doing that piece with his dad um and just sort of marking his return to warwickshire which only just happened after he came back from the ipl um uh yeah i kind of you know you kind of get a, there's a bit of a chat and i think it was a sunday night when it was a kind of yes they've been in touch um and and you kind of think well i better i better double source this and then it comes down to well there's actually been a, a couple of messages sent saying, "Can we have a chat the next day?" And then you kind of don't quite know what that chat's going to be and where it's going to where it's going to go to. I would say though, I do think huge credit here to Moen because his record against Australia isn't great. He has himself said that he doesn't like playing against Australia. He doesn't like the on-field behaviours. He doesn't like that kind of intensity. That's I don't know whether that, that's possibly changed a bit since Sampo, but that, that so that that may be to his you know that may help him there. Um, but the fact is, he's about to pick up an OBE later this month. He's, he's just won his second IPL. He's just won his second uh, World Cup with England. He makes good money around the world now playing for various franchises. There was no imperative on his part to come back, but he has answered the call. And I think that's massively to his credit because, it, you know, it could have easily been, you know, thanks, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm happy as I am. So, um, so yeah, I think that, that's kind of how it works. I, I think once once Stokes got into him, um, I think he was pretty persuasive as well. I think I think I think when, when Ben Stokes is asking you to do something, most people tend to do it. Fucking hell, but what a cricketer! Like just just mm. just ringing off those stats, like fifth, could be fifteenth mm. player ever to get three thousand and two hundred, mm. like a couple of IPLs, and people are like nah, Boeing, like yeah. like who yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, ben Stokes doesn't. He's he's not really. He's not a guy who lies a lot. Um, but he's telling people a lot that he bowls. He that he's ready to bowl for a guy who hasn't bowled. Um, but he's but he's not a guy who like just is he's not like uh, you know cat and mouse in the media is he really like he sort of wears his heart in his sleeve and tells it how it is but um mm. he seems like he's in pain all the time and maybe he is but maybe he can mm. also bowl are, are you expecting him to be able to bowl? Um, I'm expecting him to give it a go yeah I mean uh, and to be honest like I mean we 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 have seen him bowl right at the end of the Ireland game just before the start of play uh, and we've and we've seen that one delivery on Instagram. Um, I don't know if he jacked it up to, I don't know if he jacked it up to 1.5 speed or whatever, but you know, it looked like he was pushing harder. I think I tweeted that he was a full pelt, which wasn't true. He's not a full pelt, but he's pushing hard. You can see that. Um, and then I think you probably got to look at, you know, the character himself, um, and maybe even going back to his old man, you know, this is a guy that had his middle finger amputated to carry on to play rugby league the next week. So, you know, I think Stokes has hit the point in his career where that knee isn't going to get any better. I think it is chronic tendonitis. Um, and it may be that he essentially has a set number of deliveries that he can bowl uh, before it completely jacks in and he maybe has to specialise as a batter. So 
that being the case, we might not see him bowl a huge amount in training this week. But yeah, I, I suspect he'll give it a go. What comes out of the hand at the other end, I, who knows? Because you know, we kind of saw maybe even that last Ashes series when he had that he had the break for mental health that he was he was pretty rusty. I think it was it Warner he bowled off a no ball. Uh, you know, he had a problem with overstepping yeah, at the Gabba. Warner, yeah, yeah. Um, might have been, yeah. So 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 you know, it, it, again, it's a big ask. But this is you know, this is kind of what he does. It's a team that's that's running on vibes. It's not about you know, getting your loads up, et cetera. It's, it's going to be about leaving uh, leaving nothing out there other than, you know, just absolutely going for it on the day. So I'd expect him to bowl, but it, it kind of is critical to England's tactics. I know it would be anti-basball uh, and anti-the-vibe to discuss any of England's uh, weaknesses. So uh, let, let's flip it, Ali. Um, have you spoken to anyone on the side or any word on where they may see some fragility in the Australian side? You know, where do you, th- you know, where do you think basketball will target? Who do you think is vulnerable within the Australian side uh, to that, you know, in- that new English style of play? Yeah, well, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely a bowler who's looking forward to uh, coming up against David Warner again. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's honest, even Stuart Broad, but not ne- it's not necessarily the case that he's going to play in this first test. I mean, we're still yeah, I was going to say, like, I mean, Broad is probably Broad to Warner is the least basketball thing ever. That's literally pre basketball stuff. Yeah, that's that's like legacy mm. test cricket, right? Mm. That's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, where would the weaknesses be? I don't. To be honest, I I, I, I think they'll be they be looking at it one to eleven, thinking, yeah, Australia are pretty strong, and if and uh, they'll essentially just be banking on the fact that they haven't come up against a team that is trying to do what they are doing. Um, uh, you know, what's it, 4.8 and over um, that they've gone under baseball uh, and various uh, sort of bowling tactics. I mean, I can't, I found, for example, India's approach to Travis Head, I found interesting. I'd have thought, I imagine that, that, that Stokes will have a leg slip, leg gully and a, possibly a short leg just in front of square as well there, uh, you know. So I think there's going to be there'll be different things that they will do to Australia, but I think they're just so incredibly high on their own supply that they're not too fussed about who comes up against them. It's they are going to keep doing what they're doing. We're all going to have a good time. It's going to be good fun. And if they're at the end of it, they win it three two, and they'll be happy. But I think if, even if they lost a classic series three two, they they I don't think you'd see too many hearts broken. It's nearly a, a very tiresome conversation, but I'm just interested in Zach Crawley, Ali, and I and um. <laughs> I, I, I wonder because, I mean, the guy's played, I think it's 33 test matches. I, I, he's played heaps. Um, mm. And if you, don't, if you don't succeed in the ashes from either side, it does seem a bit like, well, that's, that's the end of that run because that's what everything frustrating and ladders up to, right? And I just wonder, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, but if, it, if it's, you know, no, no runs in the first four innings, you know, up until the end of the Lord's test match, and I know he just scored 50 against Ireland, but... Um, that strikes me that the team will have to change quite dramatically because I think Dan Lawrence is the spare batter, isn't he? And he ain't he ain't opening the batting. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I in that particular instance, I, I mean, there was part of me that wondered whether they dropped the wrong opener at the end of last summer because Alex Lee's had kind of he'd actually as a kind of tra- an opener in a traditional mould had kind of stepped up and embraced some of the some of the approach and he kind of upped his own scoring rates uh, while still offering that kind of a bit more sort of solidity and nous against the new ball. He's been he's having a great summer um, in terms of playing for Durham. He's in he's in really good form and he's and he, he's also continued that method under McCullum and Stokes. He's taken that back to Durham. That if there's one counter team that's also playing like uh, basketball at the moment, it is probably Alex Cleese's Durham. So he might just be the one hovering there if that was the case. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it's funny because they've sort of shown this incredible loyalty to, to Zach Crawley. 
Um, all they see is the upside. All they see is the, you know, the idea that, you know, he's only got to come off one in one in five to affect a game in a positive way. And that's what they're, well, that's what they're in for. Um, but we have also seen a degree of ruthlessness with this setup as well at times, you know, if you've got any, I mean, Ben Stokes probably is the one feeling it, Ben Folks rather is the one feeling it at the most right mm. now, how ruthless they can be. Uh, and even in Pakistan, when England won three 0 he missed the first test through, through illness and England didn't pick him again in the second test. So they, you know, they, they're not afraid. It is not blind loyalty, uh, one to 11. Mm. They're not afraid to mix it up. So, um, it'd be interesting to see what happens at that quarter. I mean, he's incredible in a way because he, he's, He's the absolute lightning rod for the uh, the kind of dislike of baseball, and there is, to be honest, there's quite a, there is a fair amount of dislike of baseball in, in in England. You think sort of what you know, eleven wins out of thirteen, and kind of absolutely brilliant cricket to watch. That would buy you a bit of credit, but but no one seems to boil piss like uh, Zach Crawley. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting. <laughs> it'd, be interesting see, it'd be interesting to see how it goes. I I do think. I mean, I do go back to that. Um, I mean, it was only what seventy odd in Sydney uh, on the last tour. Yep. That's kind of what they're after. And and he has shown that he can do it against these bowlers. So, um, yeah, wait and see. I get the impression, Ali, that lots of the uh, English journos are high on the supply of baseball in a way that you absolutely would be. I mean, anthropologically, we're actually shaped to um, escape reality, uh, you know, from, from time <laughs> to time. Um, but I want to put it to you, you know, given you've sort of espoused the virtues of losing 3-2, winning 3-2, we don't care as long as we're playing happy cricket and everyone's happy around the country, uh, which would never work in Australia. Um, if England does win 3-2, I mean, are we in the realm of open top bus parade stuff? You know, do you, do you think that the conditions are there, that the ticker tape parade, the open top bus parade is on the cards if England manages to do what you normally do in the Ashes and win at home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've got, I've got to, I mean, you go back to 2005. Well, that, that was 16 years of, of build up there. Uh, and as you say, a home Ashes win is is not is not unusual, albeit um, there was a draw in 2019. I don't know if we'll go that over the top, but I think I think people I think I think I think people will be pretty happy. I think that I think there'll be a, a bit of an explosion, you know, kind of like Stan's dad on South Park or whatever. I think I think there's going to be. <laughs> and rightfully so rightfully so (laughs) absolutely we're excited as well but no one wants to get ahead of themselves because they were afraid and and, uh very goes in that um ali martin cricket correspondent the guardian thanks so much for joining us um just once again a shout to ali's uh guardian long read on moen ali and his dad it's a great read from a couple of days ago Mate, we'll catch you uh, at Edgebaston day one, baseball style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baseball in the jet lag. Love it. Thank you very much to Ali. Uh, one more shout out for, uh, for for joining the community here on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash great cricketer. Um, even just to get involved in the comments from time to time is uh, is is one of one of life's great joys. If you're an Australian or cricket fan, if you're an Australian or cricket fan, <laughs> Or England fans. There's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's right. There's heaps of cricket fans on there. It's really weird. Uh, hashtag RCDC. Pez, you want to do it? Okay, Nick writes in, boys, just thought I'd drop you a note vis-a-vis mortifying life experiences. We've had a couple of rainy weeks in England, and so I've taken to leaving the house with an umbrella. A few days ago, I was waiting for a train when I noticed that said umbrella was pleasantly weighted. This stick's got a surprisingly low middle, I thought to myself. <laughs> Suddenly, the urge was upon me. I needed a quick shadow bat. I wouldn't dream of facing up around dozens of commuters, so I casually strolled down the platform so I could be alone, dot, 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 or so I thought. 
Thinking I had found a suitably secluded patch, I got down to business. First ball, textbook leave. I always have a look at the first, even in an imagined scenario. Second ball, forward defence. Did that keep a bit low? Third ball, pushed to mid off. No run, but the fielder was on his heels. Maybe next time, I muttered to my partner, a hallucination. <laughs> Fourth ball, beaten on the outside edge. I stride a few paces down the platform and tap at the ground to indicate to the imaginary crowd that the pitch is doing a bit, hence why I played and miss. Fifth ball, sway out of the way of a bouncer. A quick glance to square leg to see if he's given an overhead wide. He hasn't. I pull a facial expression that conveys my displeasure with his decision. Sixth ball, a loose drive outside off. A thick edge. I snap my head around to see if fourth slip will take the chance. And that's when I notice two middle-aged men, very much of the real world, standing half behind a pillar watching me. (laughs) (laughs) Their expressions were a cocktail of emotions. They were confused, amused, cautious, curious. Above all, I could see they pitied me. Immediately flustered, my fight-or-flight response kicked in. But I suppressed both options. Running away would only increase my embarrassment and punching them in the face would be a psychotic escalation (laughs) of the situation. Devoid of other ideas, I simply asked, Do you like cricket? (laughs) Do you like cricket? What the fuck is that? I didn't even hear their muttered replies. Silence descended upon us. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw that the train wasn't scheduled to arrive for another six minutes. I briefly considered whether this was enough time to explain the nuances of shadow batting to them. Mercifully, I decided against this approach. Even if I could persuade them that somebody might gain pleasure from visualising a passage of sport, how the fuck would I explain that, given the limitless limitless expanse of my imagination, I opted to play out a six-ball duck? (laughs) I sidled away from the two men gradually over the course of the six minutes, putting myself four carriages away by the time the train arrived. And that was that. Except it wasn't, because I've replayed the scenario in my head approximately 150 times since. My question is simply this. In the wake of such an incident, how can I improve my mental health? Cheers, Nick. <laughs> Nick, what the fuck were you doing? I mean, what are you, what are you doing shadow batting in public where you're playing anything other than just like as if you're standing non-strikers and just going back and forth, getting your elbow right, you yeah, know? That's yeah. maximum. Anything outside of the box Interesting. in a public setting yeah. is just completely unacceptable. Yeah. You know, playing like a swivel pull shot, yeah. an expansive cover drive, yeah. snapping his head around. Now, don't get me wrong, when I shadow bat, um, mainly in the shower, yep. it's um, I'm, I'm constantly getting squared up and I sort of bring that hip around and I sort of turn my head as if it does go to a third slip, maybe yeah. even a gully if I've got yeah. enough on it, the shoulder of the bat, but sort of just yeah. taking, taking a bit of length off it and just sort of just popped off a link. You know, I understand. Bit, yeah. But like anything outside of that, may, or maybe I might give you a turn off the hip, yeah. you know, but I'm not getting, I'm not getting the, the tip of the umbrella, anything above the waistline. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're understated. Right, like you're working, on, you're working on um, like micro mechanics, definitely of batting. That's right. Yeah, you're not involved in a hypothetical match scenario no. while batting. Where I get a six ball duck. Yeah, exactly. On the train station at the train because it's in public is what matters there, right? You you can probably do that in your own house. I'd say, yeah. but I think in public, yeah. anything outside micro mechanical work. Yeah, and to, to to be fair, like Nick calls this out. He, he understands he has mental health issues. I, I've got on, a few. On the eve of the ashes, it's yeah. perfectly acceptable to be completely naked in your mum's house, put in all your cricket gear, just yeah. the equipment, not your clothes, but be naked and just look in front of the mirror, put a helmet on yeah. and get yourself to 30, 35 yeah. um, with a sort of runner ball, baseball style of shadow batting. But yeah. um, that that's fine for me. But in public, yeah. I don't think that's acceptable. Yeah, it's micro mechanics only in public. Yeah, a, little, a, a turn of the wrist while just working on the bat pathway, or even even yeah. m- 
you know, kind of subtly setting up in your stance and tapping your bat, just working where where that tap goes, trying a few different things there. Yeah. Um, you can pick up the bat in mm. its own micro yes. uh, movement and work on your bat pathway there as well, what your wrist hinge on that yeah. and where you, maybe, maybe where your front shoulder is sitting. You can definitely it, wonder if it, with these small changes, could I have played for England had I just put my bat behind yeah. my toe instead of in between the, right. two front, well, the two yeah, legs. Maybe yeah. the, the width of your stance as well. You can work yeah. on those things. Kevin uh, Peterson had a wide stance. Maybe that, yeah. maybe that was a secret. Lower centre of gravity, but I can't move as much, but I will be more balanced upon impact yeah. with the ball. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think you're exactly right. Things like that, but any any flourish, any flourish is um is, flourish. is 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 cause for concern. I yeah. also wonder in the UK about trains running on time because because when I'm mm. when I was in the UK like in a tube situation, you you're gutted if anything's more than three minutes. But yes. he's actually he, this might be an overhead, it might be uh, overground, overground. Sorry, overground. Yeah, yeah good look. Sorry, was, yeah, overheads. Was worried about <laughs> I was worried. I should look up, yeah, not down, here. up, not down, and also the money we're spending, but um. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it might be an overground situation where the, the trains can take a little bit longer. You still get, yeah. Speaking of the oval, I used to go to um, I used to have to change at Vauxhall mm. to go out to Felton mm-hmm. where I worked as mm-hmm. well, and that, that was a, that was a tough wait for the overground. Yeah, uh, but um, especially over winter. Oh yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. And the trains just ran a bit slower as well. But now I, I do understand. But a couple of things aren't working as well in the UK. You know, sledge, but you know the etiquette of uh, if you're on a tube or even the subway, if you're on, if you're yeah. in NYC, that yeah. uh, you can do anything on that, and you keep your eye contact to within the like sort of ten centimeter box of your phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, yeah. like any, any, any people outside. get to be backflips, you know, on the handrails, yeah. and you don't look at that in any way. But no. if if I'm seeing someone shadow about the platform, I yeah. am having a look. I'm having a look. There is a like, but there is a way. There is a way to. Is it? Sorry. Okay. Let me ask you again. <clears throat> is there any way to shadow bat in a in a dignified way on a platform, even if it is micro movements? Like, would you look at it and go like, like just sort of offer a nod if they're moving their bat, aka their umbrella, in um yeah in in the way that you wish, or no. or is it still like, look, we're all nonces. No, because I'd be looking to just obviously line them up to see if I'm better than them. Of course. Um, so if if the wrist hinge... Do you think you would know? You could tell? Like if Travis Head, you didn't know Travis Head's face. Yeah. But it was just, it was like, say Travis Head was in... Um, yeah. Was, uh, what's what's the word? Uh, like if he was transitioning into someone else's body. If he was transitioning. <laughs> if he'd occupied somebody's body. Put the wrong word there. It was someone else's face. Like would you... Would you look at those movements and go, that's test cricket? Or would your ego kind of require you to be like, ah, oh, it's probably sort of fours? I just can't see a world where anyone who's good at cricket, like actually good at cricket, mm. would let anyone know that they're good at cricket. Yeah. You know, the only people who let you know they play cricket are people who are not good at cricket. Exactly. That is just so true. It's just, that is a like, um, watertight theory. <laughs> no, it really, it really yeah. is. Only like the most village cricketers yeah. who, who absolutely love and adore the game in ways that I will never truly understand or trust for yeah. that matter. Anyone says they can, they're yeah, good. They're good at cricket. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Face just. <laughs> um, excuse me, Sir Donald Bradman. You look, you look like Shiv of Succession <laughs> there. Uh, Listening to her brothers. You know, like, uh, that is a very common, like, grade cricket face, though. Like, it, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of That's a mix of Shiv and, and Steve Wall Crow's feet squint. Like, 
A couple of great you Aussies can, there. Yeah, you can, yeah, that's right. That's a perfect Aussie if you mix Shiv and Steve Waugh. If Sarah Snook and Steve yeah. Waugh got together, that's right. their face Holy would actually shit. implode into their own, their own skin. That is a face, face swap. <laughs> <laughs> two of the great alpha Aussies of both uh, of, 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 of two uh, genders there. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm concerned about train times with that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right. Um, I mean, as for his mental health, I don't. Um, mm. I, I suppose you've offered there, like how can, he can fix his mental health with some more micro technical work. But I just generally, generally, just yeah. don't use the umbrella. Yeah, I just don't do that anymore. Can, I, I know we're just sort of wrapping up here. That was probably natural place to end. But I'm going to ask another question. Like, what's your favoured? Um, I think I know the answer to this, but like favoured uh, stick led sport to mm-hmm. practice with if you do have an apparatus that's similar to that, like an well, umbrella or like a broom or like a, when you walk around with your broom. Sticklets. Okay, so, I, so, so I've got an umbrella. An umbrella. And my and options are hockey, golf, hockey. baseball. Interesting first one. To go <laughs> <laughs> the right I've got a short corner. I've got a short corner on the platform. Hockey. I'm Jamie Dwyer all of a sudden. So ice hockey as well. Yeah. So <laughs> It's like going quack, yeah. quack, quack, quack. That's what I do. Yeah. Now that would be really problematic on a platform. You'd see people actually moving away from you at that time. Where they clear the yeah, carriages. That's actually how I set up in under tens to bat. That's how WG Grace batted. Yeah. That's 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 where Mighty Ducks got that from. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Bradman's technique. Um, so what do you want? You asked me like what? What's, uh, what's your go-to? I mean, for, what's your go-to sport when you've got an cricket stick left? Oh, really? Oh, I would have thought you you would be golf. No, you, you got the you got the bug. I got the bug. Yeah, but um, it would, but, would have been like on, getting on plane. Yeah, yeah, but no. But golf was even like it's that's it's just so expansive. There are no yeah. movements there because even if you just practically take away, yeah, take away. Like I'm not doing that with a really with like a roll up piece of paper. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to cricket. You know, just for me, just because it's like it's just ingrained. I, uh, I'm pretty sick for a um, a one-handed backhand tennis. Great shout. With an app, with an apparatus. Great shout. Rolled up paper, broom. Yeah, broom. Not really. But if it's broom, it's a double-handed, double-fisted backhand. Double-fister. <clears throat> uh, I experimented with that as a child, double, double backhand, but. Oh, I'm 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 classic. I'm classical. With but one yeah, hand. Yeah, one yeah, hand, one hand backhand. Same. Uh, I find I've got more control. I feel yeah. like coordinated with the with the left hand. It's double. a good it's a good um marker for coordination, a one handed backhand. I find yep. and I'm not i I'm not sitting here saying I can do it. I just lo- I like the like um the unlikely mechanics of a one handed backhand, like mm-hmm. basically going from low to high, mm-hmm. you know, rather than like you know, with a forehand you're essentially like hitting through. Yeah. And then you get into things like are you hitting off your back leg, your front leg, you're driving through the ball. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. Um, I'll tell you had a great backhand, Justine Enanarden. Oh, nice. Uh, there was a gorgeous backhand. A, a rare um, female, female one-hander. one-hander. Yeah. yeah. And it was fucking powerful. Yeah. yeah. Sublime. Yeah. I like Justine Enanarden because with her like front-facing um, visor or cap, like she was very sort of old-school sport. You know, like yeah, like as, as in, like it was it wasn't sort of uh, modern rock and roll. It was like I, you know, I I put my cap on. Yes, I play a one handed backhand. You know, I've read my book, The Art of Tennis, mm-hmm. by you know Ken Rosewall, right. and uh, and and off I go to play my yeah. game of tennis. It was a it was a a tip of the cap to the greats. Yeah, yeah, 
in aesthetics of tennis. I, I, I think in life at the moment, we're, we're coming back to this theme, whether it's Scott Boland, Justin and Arden, mm. cryptocurrency on the other side, yeah. baseball, like we're probably craving a little bit of certainty and safety uh, at the moment, yep. maybe hence this conversation. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think what's coming up with, with the Ashes is, you know, is, it's going to ask a lot of questions of ourselves and Australian modernity. Uh, yeah, is. well, I was because uh, the other day um, Apple just uh, released their their latest uh, VR headset. What's well, actually the first VR really? headset thing? I, I forget what it's actually called. Right, but it's uh, it's a fully immersive VR headset experience. And I was just looking at it. and I was like, what's the point? Mm. What's the point? And I was thinking the same thing about baseball. What's the point? See you guys in the UK. Mm, the ashes makes me feel real nice. Kind of be real nice watching David Warner snick off to Stewie Broad again. Bye bye, baby. Enjoy your long walk back to the pavilion. You can stretch out those creamy hamstrings. Mmm, look at all the members in them bacon and egg dice. Mmm, speaking of die, I've got Chris tied up in the basement. Call me. <laughs>